0: All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Inc., a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor. Member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC.
1: And welcome to Invest Wisely. Our expert is Walt Secura, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in both Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. For the next half hour, we're going to talk about the stock market. How the AKW Group invests its clients' money into individually owned stock portfolios, custom-made to every single client. If you have any questions throughout the half hour about the stock market or particular stocks or about the AKW Group, give us a call, 330-673-1234 here in Akron and outside of Akron and on WNIR.com, 800 669 4 100. Well, Walt, once again, last week a very, very interesting market that started lackadaisical. It seemed like it was going to be another down week, and by the end of the week, though, we had more records set for the Dow, for the S and P. What is going on? Are the people there? Are they getting a uh, uh, weekend crazies and just uh, going nuts every Thursday and Friday?
2: That's <laughs> a, a good comment, Bob. Yeah, I think we we saw a pretty messy week of trading, um, and. Again, this is not uncommon, uh, you know, when the market is kind of searching for direction. Uh, I think there's a lot uh, being interpreted out there and a lot of, lot of worries. You know, still a lot of people that feel we're in a, in a good bull market. And, of course, there's a lot of data that supports that. So, uh, the F, you know, the S&P last week uh, closed up 1.6 percent. By the end of the week, up 61 points. Uh, that S&P 500 index year-to-date is up 5.8 percent. Uh, The Dow Jones had a good week, up 444 points, Bob, close to 33,072. Again, a gain of about 1.4% for the week, 8.1% year-to-date. The NASDAQ was off a little bit. So the NASDAQ was off about 76 points for the week, off about 0.6%. And, again, the NASDAQ is only at 1.9% year-to-date. Still positive return, which is good, but, you know, uh, kind of lagging the S&P 500 and the Dow Jones. And last year we saw the reverse, you know, where the, the NASDAQ really was the powerful index, uh, driven a lot by the uh, you know the technology and biotech stocks. And then the last index we talk about each week, Bob, is that Russell 2000, which measures the small mid-cap stocks. Uh, they gave back a little bit last week, about 66 points on that index, down 2.9%. Uh, Year-to-date, they still have a, a 12.5% uh, return uh, through, through uh, you know, Friday. But, again, um, you know, a lot of volatility in those small mid-caps, and they're the ones that are probably affected most by interest rate changes, by, um, you know, the, the thought of how quick the recovery is going to be. So as that data kind of shifts, so do the prospects for some of those companies.
1: Now, everybody is really kind of optimistic. Uh, we see that the vaccine may be uh, getting some impact on the COVID. We could be seeing we, at the end of the uh, worst part of the pandemic, maybe, if things go the right way. So folks seem to be, to be betting on that. In fact, Wall Street says the economy will surge about 8% this year as the COVID hopefully goes back into the, uh, the ether. Now, this hasn't happened uh, since, uh, well, 25 years ago. It uh, grew 5%. And to give you some perspective, that's when uh, Apple introduced the original uh, Mac computers. So it's been a long time since that has happened. The uh, president is uh, going to have another huge spending package focused on infrastructure before the legislature. What the, you know? It seems like it, there's no limit to the bull market, but in your opinion, what barriers does this bull market face?
2: Yeah, Bob, I mean, I think there are some barriers out there and some risk, and we got to pay attention to them. But you're right. I mean, you know, uh, the Biden administration and I, I think Congress is, you know, pushing forward on the spending packages. Uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, the stimulus package that they got, just got through obviously provides a lot of juice for the economy. And then you throw on top of it an infrastructure package, which will be announced this week. Um, you know, some people are thinking it could be up in the ranges of $4 trillion. Uh, it'll take a while for that package to actually be implemented, and we see the results as far as companies that uh, you know re- are going to benefit from the infrastructure spending. But again, you know, a lot of spending. You know, this idea that the government, and, and again, infrastructure is probably something that's needed. But uh, the idea here that you know government has a lot of work to do, and I think that's kind of the shifting of the administrations. Uh, we also saw, you know, we talk about Powell, you know, Jerome Powell, the Fed chairman. Uh, he's been very, very much uh, cautioning and, you know, putting out the rhetoric out there that inflation is coming. It's kind of showing the numbers. We're going to get some pretty scary numbers uh, over the next couple of quarters, and it's going to look like maybe inflation is running away. But he's really trying to set the rhetoric that that's just to be expected based on where we're coming out of this pandemic and that, uh, you know, some patience and some understanding of the, the uh, you know, the impact of those numbers needs to be put in place. Um, you know, we also have, we see hiring really coming into play. You know, uh, Janet Yellen has talked about full employment, you know, being reached very quickly. We saw some really good unemployment numbers last week and uh, jobless claims, you know, being way down. Uh, you know, and again, we, we just have to watch things. But I think the other thing that's going to come out on the back of all this spending, Bob, is is taxes. You know, I, I think we're definitely going to see uh, the Biden administration start to push the agenda of, you know, corporate taxes need to go back up. I, I, there's a talk between 21 to 28 percent, a jump there, uh, bringing those corporate taxes back into play. Uh, interest rates, uh, you know, will definitely be uh, challenged to Fred credibility. So it's something, that, again, another barrier that we have to watch here. And then the higher capital gains tax rate, uh, which will probably, you know, it's, look, it's looking to be pushed up to 39.6% uh, from the current 20% level for high uh, wage earners. So, again, things to pay attention to. Uh, the market will respond to these. Uh, any movement in interest rates, any, you know, rising in tax, raising taxes will definitely impact uh, investors' moods and how they see that impacting corporate profits and also how it impacts investors' mentality. So, We'll a lot to pay
1: attention to still. Now, let's get some perspective on inflation. Now, For a lot of people out there who didn't uh, live through the uh, 70s and 80s, uh, they haven't even known inflation in their lifetime. It's been so low for so long. But those of us who do remember the 70s and 80s when inflation was well into the double digits, get scared when we hear that word. With this kind of inflation that you're looking at now, would it be anything like that inflation of uh, 40, 50 years ago? Or are you just talking about you know maybe going from almost nothing to 2 or 3% a year?
2: Well, I think that some of the numbers, if they're extrapolated by, which economists always like to do, and, you know, you take a quarter and you, you annualize it and you make it a year or you, you start to project on it, and, you know, it can become very scary, you know, the way those numbers might look. And, of course, you're always going to have the the doom and gloom kind of people out there, you know, saying inflation is going to go back to those kinds of you know rates we saw back in the 70s and 80s. But, yeah, we're probably looking at more, in, you know, bumping up into that high uh, 2%, 3% range. I mean, 5% is considered really high if you go back to the early 90s, you know, when we had the last uh, impact from, the, you know, the, uh, the Middle East uh, situation. We saw inflation kind of jump during the, uh, the Bush administration. So, again, we have to keep it in perspective. Inflation is definitely something that impacts, uh, you know, everyone. It impacts companies, impacts the economy. Um, but again, I think it, there's a balanced case in there. We have to understand it. And, and hopefully, you know, what Jerome Powell is really preaching from the pulpit is that, you know, it's uh, it's not going to be that serious and it's going to be under control. And let's just hope that that's the case. And, uh, you know, we'd have a nice long recovery if that's if that's the case.
1: Now, another news item, and this fascinates me, and it fascinates a lot of people over in Egypt, uh, This the world's biggest container ship. Uh, the Ever Given, going through the canal last week, and it gets wedged in the canal. The entire Suez Canal has been blocked now for almost a week. Uh, ships are backing up into the, you know, into the ocean. Some ships are going across the old way around Africa to try to avoid that. Well, how significant is this particular event to the world economy and the economy of here in the United States?
2: Well, Bob, is significant. About 12% of global trade uh, passes through the canal. Uh, you know, over a million barrels of oil a day. Uh, So when you think about the impact on oil prices and other products that, uh, you know, kind of make their way through that canal, it's very, very significant. So any long delay uh, would definitely, uh, you know, be something that we'd have to pay attention to. Uh, You know, I was kind of on the sites this morning. They have webcams out there. You can kind of see what's going on. It looks like they got it to move a little bit, Um, move like 100 feet, which I guess is, you know, pretty significant. Um, you know, but it's a big, big ship. So they got a lot of work to do out there. They're, they're, they're got the tugboats and they're dredging and they're trying to get that thing moved. So, uh, but it's important, you know, the longer the, every day, you know, we figure, you know, we like just said, uh, you think of that, about that movement of barrels of oil, a million barrels a day, every day, a million barrels gets backed up and <clears throat> that's definitely going to impact oil prices and, uh, you know, the supply demand equation.
1: And again, this is such a big ship, more than a quarter mile long, the biggest container ship ever built. It's possible the canal may have to say, look, uh, we have a size limit here. Like, you know, when they on an old bridge, they say don't exceed so many tons. Maybe it's just too big to go to through to the canal.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to have to look at the policies there. I mean, it's, it's really fascinating, and it'll be interesting to see what comes out of this.
1: So again, we're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group, and once more, our lines are open to your questions for Walt about, about the AKW Group, about stocks, individual stocks, and investing, 330-673-1234, uh, Let's talk about, about the other, other trends, trends and the other insights. Uh, Walt, of course, does a great deal of reading and research for his clients, and is always uh, even urging listeners and clients to think for themselves when they look at some of this data and how they should consider it. Uh, so let's tell us about some of the data that you've looked at in the past week and uh, how you are uh, interpreting it to uh, affect your clients.
2: Yeah, Bob, you know, I just run into some things sometimes that are interesting, and I just kind of, you know, write them down and get an opportunity to share them here, you know. Uh, Looking at real estate trends, um, 15% of homebuyers now report that they have multiple generations living in the residence. uh, this is something that's up from that 11%. So again, I think the impact of the pandemic definitely has impacted you know people's ability uh, to live on their own. Um, you know, I think when you see multi-generational households, uh, you know, people living with parents or kids, uh, or all three, uh, you know, that's that's definitely an impact of tougher times. Another uh, one on the real estate trends, which I thought was fascinating. Uh, there's 1.45 million realtors now, and that's more than houses that are available in the U.S. So we got more realtors than we have houses, uh, which is fairly fascinating, um, uh, you know, a statistic. Uh, you know, looking at the inflation narrative, you know, I mean, again, I think one thing we got to do is just you know, think for yourselves. And, again, when you're at the gas pumps, I saw the average throughout the nation this week was $2.88 dollars 88 cents. Uh, that's up 30% from last March. So, again, when you talk about inflation, you can see it for yourself in some of the things that you buy and purchase every day or every week. Um, and then there were some interesting studies, uh, surveys that were out there, uh, one by Bankrate that talked about the uh, general sentiment of, of investors about 56% of investors in that survey said they feel the stock market's rigged against the small investors. However, 62% said they'll keep investing. Um, so, again, a lot of people feeling, you know, it's probably especially after coming out of that GameStop debacle with Robinhood and so forth, that, you know, the, the market isn't always fair. And it's an interesting scenario that, you know, that people feel that way out there. Uh, there's a Deutsche Bank survey uh, that showed that, a large percentage of the stimulus checks will be put into the stock market, especially with younger uh, people, 18 to 38. Um, A lot of them say they're putting that money right into the stock market. So, again, this whole narrative that uh, maybe the small investor's done, it looks like there's going to be maybe some more money coming into stocks from people that are getting these stimulus checks. And then uh, one last one that I thought was interesting, and it affects all kinds of trends when you think of eating healthy or dieting trends or you know, uh, things like Peloton or Nautilus or, you know, different equipment, uh, gym uh, membership. There was a study by the American Psychology Association that six out of ten adults uh, experienced a lot of unwanted weight gain during the pandemic. Uh, I know I experienced a little unwanted weight gain myself, Bob. Um, so, again, you know, it's something that's real. It's something that impacts our livelihoods, our lifestyles, our health. Um, as a matter of fact, there was an interesting statistic that came out of the COVID data that out of the 71,491 U.S. patients who were hospitalized or required to ventilate or, or died uh, due to COVID, uh, 79% were overweight or obese. So we know the impacts of, of weight, and uh, it's just really fascinating. Six out of every 10 adults out there saying that they, uh, they got way more weight than they want on their bodies right now.
1: Well, they're eating their way to happiness. Yum, yum. That gets a lot to do with it. Right. <laughs> We're going to shift over now to Stock Talk with Walt Secure of the AKW Group, the time when, once again, we invite your calls to Walt about any specific stock that you are interested in or looking at or own or or wonder if you should buy into or should you sell it now or or what does Walt think of that industry. Give us a call once more with your questions, 330-673-1234. All the lines are open, 330-673-1234 or 800-669-4100 from anywhere, including listening on WNR.com. but talking about Adobe is one of your core holding in the equity, core equity portfolios, and they reported their earnings last week. How is good old Adobe doing?
2: Adobe looks strong, Bob. I mean you look at their revenues up twenty six percent. They did three point nine billion over three billion the year prior. Um, you know, again, we were just talking about people getting excited about the economy growing at, you know, over five percent and Here's a company that, you know, continues to hit on all cylinders, you know, 26% revenue growth is the size and scope of that company. Again, you know, you look at where they're at, the, the content creation, uh, document management, the digital marketing, you know, analytics, uh, advertising software, uh, the types of, uh, you know, people that rely on the software, ad agencies, graphic design shops, when you look at the The amount of uh, video creation out there on uh, YouTube and so forth, Uh, they would use this kind of software, film studios, the content creators out there. So, again, it's just in a really interesting spot, Um, extremely strong company, extremely profitable, and uh, they have a subscription model. Uh, which makes it easier for people to pay that, that uh, the bill, you know, and it makes it easy for people to, you know, a lot of people can't live without the, the products and services that they deliver. So uh, we like this company a lot. We, you know, we put it in our core equity portfolio, and we expect it to stay there for a while.
1: Another stock in your co-equity portfolio is Intel, the microchip people. They uh, said last week they're going to open uh, two new microchip factories and also even offer to manufacture chips for other companies, a new strategy for them. Uh, do you think this makes sense and do you think it strengthens uh, Intel as an investment?
2: Well, it shows the competitive landscape of uh, technology and microprocessors. You know, I mean, who would ever thought that Intel, kind of the world leader in microprocessors, would ever? Um, use their, you know, their expertise to develop chips for others. But it seems to make sense, uh, you know, and you look at the global shortage in microprocessors right now, we know that the supply uh, has to be increased. Uh, the two chip factories that they're talking about, they're going to be in Arizona. Uh, it's about a $19 billion to $20 billion expenditure. Uh, of course, they're going to bring a lot of employment there in Arizona. And again, you know, it just shows that you know, good companies react. Uh, they make changes. They make investments. Uh, you know, a lot of people kind of gave up on Intel. Uh, we've continued to hold it. Um, it's, it's recovered nicely for us since, the, you know, hit the lows, uh, you know, near the end of last year. But uh, it's had a nice move up. It still pays a good dividend. I mean, I, I think when we look at this company overall, uh, we continue to like the technology and, and, again, the resourcefulness of the company now kind of extend, extending and changing their business model to uh, meet demand.
1: Another company they reported last week, uh, before we heard about Williams-Sonoma and their pottery barn and Elm Street de brands uh, this past week, the uh, luxury online retailer Restoration Hardware reported their earnings. Now, uh, you don't own that stock, but uh, when you look at what they were doing, are uh, you now intrigued about this particular segment of the market?
2: I really am, Bob. You know, luxury spending has definitely increased dramatically. I think this is people staying at home, having some extra money, Um, you know, trading up. There was a a great book written years ago by Michael Silverstein uh, called Trading Up. Uh, The idea is that, you know, people start to want a little bit better. You know, you want a little bit better washer and dryer. You want a little bit better sofa. You want a little bit better, uh, you know, kitchen table. And uh, this plays into that narrative, you know. There's a lot of uh, these these products. If you go on Restoration Hardware, I mean, it's it's a little bit pricey for me, you know. I mean, I look at some of the prices of furniture. I'm not a big furniture guy, you know, so I have a hard time looking at some of those price tags. But uh, when you look at what people were willing to pay for a sofa or you know, a a a table, it's amazing. An end table, um, you know, a bedroom suit. So this company has uh, showed incredible growth, you know, up 22% in revenue, up 36% in earnings. Uh, They've been on a little bit of a tear since the pandemic. And, again, on the heels of the Pottery Barn, uh, Williams-Sonoma report last week, um, it shows that that uh, nesting trend, you know, people nesting, spending more time at home, wanting a little nicer things in their home is definitely there, and it, it might be here to stay.
1: Let's take some calls now for Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron and in Washington, Pennsylvania. You're on WNIR. Good morning.
3: Morning. Uh, In keeping with my ongoing uh, in-the-field research, uh, Saturday went to a large John Deere dealer, rural. Uh, There was no parking spaces. You had to take a number to see a salesman. There was four ahead of me. It's five months wait for... uh, uh, medium-sized tractors, and they told me they're going to be running out of mowers and small tractors before they can get their uh, inventory replenished. So that that was uh, looked like Christmas there. I, I wonder what was what they were giving away when I pulled in there. But uh, John Deere symbol D E. Have you ever researched that one?
2: Oh, absolutely! I've owned it at various cycles, Ken. I mean, it's a it's a very powerful company. We don't currently own it. I, I wish I did. Um, you know, it's one that we we watch all the time. Um, yeah, as you as you mentioned, I mean, coming out of this uh, uh, pandemic, and I think uh, you, you see incredible growth, especially in some of these these stocks. Uh, you know, Deer is one that's definitely moving in the right direction. You know, a well-run company, quality products. Um, uh, you know you can't say enough good things about deer
3: other agricultural things like potash and some of the uh, other things if you ever uh, the uh, that type of thing fertilizers and stuff like that
2: yeah i mean i've i've definitely taken a look in those areas um i think one that we owned in the past was mosaic um so you yeah, know there are there are some uh, opportunities out there in um in in the agricultural space and Uh, Definitely a space, uh, you know, it's going to have continued growth, more consistent growth. Um, You know, you don't have the same dynamics as technology where it can be hot and cool off. I mean, I think agriculture is just one of those steady eddies of our economy, and we know that people need to eat.
3: Okay. Well, thank you. Have a good week.
1: You too. Thanks for calling. Three three zero six seven three one two three four to talk with Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron and also in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, electric vehicles—we talk about that almost every single week. News last week from Volkswagen, Neo, and Blink Charging—that uh, folks may want to hear about since uh, we've been uh, so interested with this field.
2: Yeah, I mean just a couple of companies to mention, Bob. And you know, Volkswagen started delivering uh, their first locally made ID. Four electric crossover in China. Uh, this is aimed at Tesla, you know, as a as a competitive uh, vehicle. Um, so again, we we continue to see movement forward there. Uh, Neo, uh, which again is the Chinese electric uh, manufacturer of electric cars, uh, they had to shut their facilities down for they're going to suspend their factories for five days um, just due to chip shortages. So again, as we just talked about, the microprocessing shortages out there. Uh, it's impacting um, you know demand at this point. it's impacting manufacturing uh, neo has to close down. It's gonna obviously impact the amount of vehicles that they can deliver for the quarter. um Blink charging is one that I know one of the callers had called in and talked about, and you know Blink had a really nice run up um, but it, it, this is an electric charging stations out there uh, but again, you know struggling with that financial profitability still, and this is where you gotta be careful. Uh, the stock has traded down pretty significantly. It was up near sixty-four bucks. It's back down at thirty-five. Um, they had good revenue growth, but again, they're just not turning profits. And you know, Wall Street does—you know—profits matter, and you're going to have to deliver profits. Promises are great, but profits matter in the long run. And uh, so, you got to be careful with some of these stocks because it might be—you know—a couple years before they deliver the profits. And if that happens, you know, stock prices will be very volatile. Um, and uh, so just, uh, you know, kind of think through those things as you're thinking through this space.
1: A very negative report last week on Lordstown Motors with their endurance all-electric pickup truck that's supposed to go into production in September. A very bad report came out. From of the analysts and how the stockholders are, are uh, having a class action suit against the company, claiming they have exaggerated their pre orders and uh, they really don't have a, a truck to build a little bit like kind of like a Tucker uh, uh, re- rerun. But do, I don't know if you have any other inside information about Lordstown Motors, and not as an investment, but uh, do you think they really will start making some kind of a vehicle?
2: Yeah, you know, Bob, it's interesting. I, I have the same news items that everyone else has, you know, no, no real difference there. But yeah, I think you got, like you said, you got to be careful of the promise and the practice and the delivery and the execution. And, um, and then that's why, you know, we leaned, at, you know, we, we kind of gave our tip of the cap more towards Tesla um, because they've already proven the ex- execution. They already proved that, you know, they've worked through a lot of these things that I think some of the smaller manufacturers are going to have to work through. Uh, And and having access to the capital and, you know, the the challenges of uh, sometimes not being able to execute and perform, you know, definitely impacts the company and the outlook.
1: Catherine Wood, who is considered a superstar now in the investing world, uh, is talking about innovation and technology-charged ETFs. Uh, She says that a new price target on Tesla will be $3,000 a share by 2025. Now, what do you think about this since you recently bought Tesla for the core equity strategy? (laughs)
2: We hope she's right. Um, you know, again, but we don't, we don't, we're not in the business of price targets like that. You know, we, we buy companies that we believe have good upside and we believe Tesla has good upside ahead of it. But yeah, it's, it's interesting to look at the work. If you go to the ARC uh, investment website, she breaks down the work out there. They, they do a Monte Carlo simulation uh, using 34 inputs and forecasts and, they have a bullish case, a bearish case, an expected price. I mean, she the one thing about, you know, their their work is they put it out there for everybody to see. And uh, she makes a pretty compelling argument, you know, for Tesla to move into some pretty high price ranges. But, you know, for us, we, we don't focus on the dollar figure. Um, you know, we focus on the trend and the direction. And, again, for us, we, we like the technology. We like the price that we were able to get into Tesla. And we like the, the five-year outlook. Um, you know, based on just more, um, maybe calmer expectations.
1: A reminder, of course, that the AKW Group is affiliated with the Robert W. Baird Company, all worldwide, with investment advice and investment uh, financial planning services and tax planning services that can be given to all of their clients. A reminder that the IRS and then the last week Ohio and the local tax agencies have extended their tax filing deadline for this year, a month, to May 17th. But a question, Walt, that uh, we have is the filing deadline has been extended for a month, but if you are going to owe taxes or if you're going to owe estimated taxes, has the the payments for the taxes, have they also been extended, or do you still owe those on the 15th of April?
2: Yeah, good question, Bob. Um, You know, I I haven't seen that. Um, I know that uh, we've been talking to some of our advisors in the past week, um, you know, some of the CPAs and tax preparers. Um, It seems like most of our preparers are still moving towards that April 15th date. So, I think, you know, they, they kind of were just in the flow of getting it done, and, and we see, you know, I'd say the majority of them aren't going to really use the extra time frame. I think most uh, preparers out there, uh, you know, kind of work it into a schedule, and, you know, that that's what we're seeing on our end so far.
1: Uh, another important uh, part of our Robert W. Baird is the Hilliard Lions Trust Company. Uh, what is the Hilliard Lyons Trust Company, and how would that help you when you try to help your clients?
2: Well, you know, Bob, trust services are really important. We've been evaluating. We have a lot of older clients that sometimes need a corporate trustee. Um, You know, when uh, somebody gets in a situation where they can't take care of their their finances anymore due to uh, incapacity or changing health conditions or even death, if you have other family members that need to be taken care of and you're worried about that, the trust company can step in and provide a lot of. Um, unique services that allow us to help people in that regard. So anybody that's looking for a corporate trustee, you know, Hillier Lines Trust is definitely something we, we feel very confident about, and uh, we in, and are really you know, looking at exposing that to more of our client base.
1: So, well, Sekira, what do you see happening next week that could impact the uh, stock market?
2: Well, Bob, just a lot of data to pay attention to. You know, we're just going to continue to focus on the things we focus on every week.
1: Excellent. Walt Secura, the AKW Group, give them a call here in Akron, local number 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476, and find out how they can help you invest your money very wisely. And in Washington, Pennsylvania, you can call Sue Marshall at the office there, 412-480-5090, tell him you heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt Secura, thanks for being with us. Have a great week. Thanks, Bob.
4: During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Adobe Systems, Inc., symbol ADBE. Apple, Inc., symbol AAPL. Blink Charging Company, symbol BLNK. Deutsche Bank, symbol DB. Deere & Company, symbol DE. GameStop Corporation, symbol GME. Intel Corporation, symbol INTC. The Mosaic Company, symbol MOS. Nautilus Inc. symbol NLS, Neo Inc. symbol NIO, Peloton Interactive Inc. symbol PTON, RH Inc. symbol RH, Tesla Inc. symbol TSLA, Williams Sonoma Inc. symbol WSM. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in the securities of all these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates have received investment banking compensation from Peloton Interactive, Inc., PTON, in the past 12 months.